everyone, how exciting is this? And thank you so much uh, for tuning in. It already means the world to me that you're checking this out and I'm so excited for you to hear my next two guests who are Andy and Emma Bollum. I couldn't think of any better people to kick this podcast off and I hold these two very dear to my heart. And I've known Andy and Emma for pretty much over 20 years now. And their story I find really fascinating and a story that I find myself telling other people. So currently residing in Townsville in northern Queensland, the Bollums also, which includes their two beautiful girls, Joey and Lily, are creating their footprint up there and have really started to see some amazing things happen. But hey, I'm not going to tell you about it. We're going to hear from them. So sit back and enjoy. This is the story of Andy and Emma Bollum. Welcome everyone to episode one of the High People podcast. This is incredibly exciting. Um, thank you so much for the love that you've given me over the last week with the with the trailer. And it's very exciting that I get to introduce our next guest that I'm personally very excited for because as I said, I end up telling these guys' story, I think a lot to other people. So I think it's going to be even better to hear from them. So Andy and Emma Bollum, welcome to the High People podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hello. Thank you for having us. Good to be here, brother. That's so exciting. I'm really, really excited to hear your stories and, you know, obviously being a part of some of them. I'm really excited to hear, yeah, to see what other people say as well. But obviously, we said at the start, you are in Townsville um, at the moment, which we're going to get to because uh, you haven't been in Townsville your whole life. But uh, Andy, I'll, I'll start with you, mate. What did, um, what's your week look like um, this week and what are you guys doing right now? Yeah, man. Uh, well, this week, um, man, we've been here a year and almost two years. But um, this week, um, in many ways, similar to how it began, but lots of other fun things happening um, since we began our journey. Um, I work full time uh, at a school called Shalom. Uh, it's now Community Education Shalom. Uh, and it's a, a school that specialises uh, in connecting with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander families. Um, so I'm a chaplain there. Um, yeah, began began a, a year and a half ago. Um, part of my role is to, yeah, connect with and hang out and encourage all the staff and students. So kind of like a chaplain role throughout most schools in Australia. Um, but this unique school, we, we pick up our kids on little buses every morning and afternoon. Um, we cook toasted sandwiches every morning. Um, I teach from well, the, the school's prep to through to year nine, and then it's growing up a year each year. So in three years, we'll have year 12. Um, so I do one class per week called Christian Living with every class. Um, I help out with sport uh, and, yeah, just also encourage and connect with staff. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what my full-time week looked like for all the last year. But then this year they've allowed me to days a week to connect just to families in the community um, as well as um, me and Emma I guess kind of planted a church kind of started ministry this kind of thing that just gets to hang out and spend time with people especially on a Sunday which has become a work day and then I have Mondays off with the family so that's kind of what life looks like a bit now. That's so good and I suppose you said you said family so you got two uh, beautiful daughters what is what are their names and how old are they? Yeah, we have Joey, who is three, and Lily, who is nine. Yeah, a lot of my week is just kind of raising them um, and meeting and connecting with other families here in Townsville. And we've been really blessed to make some really good friends up here. And yeah, we're just enjoying the the juggle of raising two little girls um, and doing it alongside uh, other families. So yeah. That's awesome. And I think now if you you think about your life, um, where it's gone. You guys did end up in Townsville, um, where we're talking to you now, away from family, away from uh, friends and the like. And I suppose the real thing that I love to hear is is the journey and how you how you got to Townsville. So, Andy, mm-hmm. I'll throw to you first. Um, how how did you end up um, in Townsville? I know that's just a, a massive, long winded question, but I know there's certain elements and certain parts, but. For you, and then Emma, I'll come to you after. Yeah, what were the parts that got you to Townsville in the end? Yeah, man, it's been fun, kind of. I guess since you uh, asked us to yeah, have this 
chat, just been thinking it through. And it is hard because it, it really began uh, 2015. So, uh, yeah, like seven, a good seven, eight years ago. Um, and so, yeah, there's definitely some key moments. Um, it, it really all began, uh, I guess, actually, it really began 10 years before that, um, around 2005, uh, went on a trip out to Northern Territory, the Kimberleys in Western Australia and a few different remote communities. And yeah, there was something that stirred in my heart. There was something about seeing the First Nation children and their families um, living in remote community on the land. And they just carried this freedom and this joy. Um, yet also, I could tell that they didn't have as much, many opportunities as I had at that stage. I was like 13, 14. I went, I went two years in a row. And, and I, I remember at the time thinking to myself, but man, I really want to do more and see more of Australia. And I kind of like almost promised like to God. So jump 10 years ahead from, from then. And this like kind of deep seed that had been planted in my heart was awakened when I was working with Soul Survivor. And they had a relationship with a remote community called Yaruba. Uh, and that's a community, an, hour, an Aboriginal community, an hour for Cairns uh, in North Queensland. So a team of five of us and a mentor and, and mate, Maddie Gelding, we, we flew up um, to Cairns. Then we drove to this remote community, uh, which is actually called Paradise by the Sea. Um, pretty different to desert communities. Um, this coastal community is literally... Um, like you could swim, probably go out on a boat um, to the Barrier Reef. Um, and so it's like it's tropical, it's beautiful, um, but equally has a whole bunch of challenges and, and problems. But as we were there, um, we were connecting with uh, the, the youth group who at that point had um, had a, a bit of pressure, a bit of rejection. Uh, they were told they couldn't dance anymore in the local community. And we were just there to encourage them and hang out with them. So we spent three or four days just um, walking the beach, hanging out at night, singing, um, singing and praying and sharing. And man, my heart felt something that it had not felt in that way for, for years. Um, and it was then um, we were kind of debriefing out at Cairns, having a, a drink. And then like, I was walking along. Uh, along like the foreshore in Cairns and I kind of just had this like vision it's like I was there but then I was also seeing like it was like almost like some sort of hand of God grabbed me and Emma and felt like we had kids <laughs> I think we were married yeah we were married at that point only just married and like God was just moving us into North Queensland and I was like man I don't have any family or friends here Emma, probably not going to like this hot tropical north. And then, bam, it just, like, was planted deeper in my heart. Um, and, and that's what kind of began the journey. Yeah, I'll pause there. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And I, I think that's, that's a really interesting part that, you know, considering both your life and Emma's life and, and future life to, to move up there. So this is... Um, and Andy, I'll stay with you. This is 2015. So when, when did you actually make the move um, into Townsville? And then Emma, I'm going to ask you the same question about how, you know, how it revealed to you that you would like to be in Townsville as well. Yeah, we, we moved here in 2020, uh, January 2020. And actually, I've got to give you a shout out, brother. You drove with me 26 hour drive, three days. Mm -hmm. One of the best, finest, deepest road trips of my life. Uh, January 2020, you and me drove from Sydney to Townsville. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I think we experienced every weather pattern under the sun, um, that too. And that was, um, yeah, no, I really love that trip too. And I was very actually honoured and privileged to be a part of that because it's part of Australia that I don't think I've, um, I've never obviously seen and probably didn't, wouldn't have had the chance to. So I was already honoured to go on that trip too. And um, yeah, it was really, really fun. Emma, I'm going to go to you now. So, you know, Andy's had this vision. Yeah. Um, you've seen it at Yarrabah. He comes back and tells you this. I suppose, what's your initial reaction um, at this point? And then how does yeah. the, I suppose, visions and things um, start to, you know, move on for you? And how did you go, yeah, actually, you know what? What he saw that day is actually, I think, where we're going. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was funny. When when he told me um, something really, 
really resonated uh, in my heart. Um, I had always really felt a call to, um, no matter where I was, do really grassroots ministry. So on the ground with people, everyday life, um, just that would always pull at my heart. And I had a youth leader years and years ago say to me, don't you ever forget your heart for the poor? And, um, you know, obviously I just, yeah, I, I felt the Lord really pulling at that and reminding me of that. Um, but funny enough, we had originally thought, you know, logically we would end up in Cairns because um, that's where we had always travelled to and been. And I actually, I went on a couple of trips with Andy as well. And as I started to visit Yarrabah, the Lord started to stir in my heart. Um, yeah, just a love for um, our First Nation brothers and sisters and just um, supernaturally could could see myself living up in North Queensland, which if you know me is supernatural because I hate the heat. Um, I have English roots. I love winter. And so there was something that I could just see uh, about moving up there. Um, but Andy received a word uh, that basically said we had been looking north, but the Lord um, was moving our compass slightly east. And immediately I thought Townsville and um Andrew wasn't so convinced. He um, he was set on Cairns, and I said, "No, I, I think there's there's something about Townsville." And um, funny enough, his flight, one of his trips, he was meant to fly into Cairns, but his flight got changed to Townsville, and he ended up going to one of the lookouts in in Townsville. Um, Castle, it's called Castle Hill, and um, something started to stir in him um, just being there. But as we started to pray about it, uh, the Lord uh, gave me a vision, and in the vision there was um, three pictures, and they were of landmarks. Um, the first one was of a river that ran through the centre of the city. The second was of a fountain at a Anzac Memorial uh, place, and then the other one was a... Um, statue of an a bronze statue of an iconic indigenous person um and so i looked at these landmarks and i ended up um googling um where they were from and i discovered that they were all actually um in townsville and funny enough um the the statue was um when I Googled it, they were saying that they were going to be putting up this statue of Jonathan Thurston at the new stadium. And when we moved here, that that ended up happening. But, I yeah, I remember going to Andy and saying, look, I think it's Townsville. Um, the Lord's just shown me three key things. And I, I actually had a moment about a year ago here going and visiting all those spots and um we are staying right now near the river, the Ross River that runs straight through Townsville. And it was just amazing how God confirmed that. Um, and then even further, uh, basically what happened is we had a trip booked um, in. So we resigned by, by faith from our roles uh, in Sydney in September. And then we had a trip to America booked in October. And uh, we visited a church called Bethel Church. And when we were there, um, or just before we had left to go there, Andrew was offered out of the blue this chaplain's job in townsville and so um we decided to use this trip to discern whether that was the right thing and when we were at bethel uh we had people who had never met us didn't know anything about our story prophesy over us and in that the lord basically said you know, this person said that you are going into I see you going into education. They even used the word shalom. Um, we felt the Holy Spirit just kind of flood us and confirm to us that this is where we were meant to be. Like this guy was a German third year student, and <laughs> like I'd never had anyone pray the shalom piece, and he just started praying the shalom piece of God <laughs> over us. And like I just wept, like I was crying with Emma, just squeezing her hand because. Uh, we'd been offered this job in Townsville. I still thought we were meant to be in Cairns. <laughs> Didn't buy, quite land there yet. Didn't quite take my threefold vision. That wasn't enough for him. Had to go to America. <laughs> God always, he always seems to tell your wife way before you 
but I, I didn't really want to be a chaplain I, I, in a school. Like I had had this dream of going to communities and traveling and mm-hmm. just had, I didn't make sense to me. And then this German 30 student just says education, shalom, peace. Families, Ugh. children. And, and we needed, we needed it to be really clear because it was very left field and it wasn't what we were expecting to do. So I think the Lord knew that we needed that real confirmation. And Queensland is huge, but like Townsville is four hours from Cairns by car. So like that means it takes us five hours if we wanted to go to Yarrabah, which was where I thought was like where we would begin everything. Unbelievable story. And I just, I just love hearing it. And Andy, I resonate so much with that last comment about, he said Queensland was massive. Like when we drove it, I, I remember looking at maps being like, oh, we've got to, you know, we've got to Brisbane here. How good's that? You know, we're nearly there. Little did we know we had another 18 hours of driving pretty much like from there because it was just, it is a massive, massive state that I suppose yeah. that you, you're just not aware of. If, you, if you're not been there or you, or you haven't, you know, sort of traveled or driven it, you're not really aware of it. And I suppose it's such a massive change for the both of you that you would have had to have prepared mm-hmm. or done something. So what, what did that look like because you know 2015 you know um andy you get that sort of that vision um m start to think about it and to pray about it so 2015 you've still got another four or five years to actually land foot permanently in townsville so what what did the preparation look like was this a Mm. more of a oh we're gonna wait and see and test or was it you know a tactical preparation that you went through um it got more it got more specific in what we did as as it got clearer and clearer, I think. But one of the big things we did is we visited as a family. So Joey was about 18 months old, I think, when we first had our trip. Uh, and we came up here and um, Andy and I met with a few people um, just to chat about Townsville, chat about what God was already doing here and um, just get a feel for the place, really. That was, uh, and I think we both left feeling um, a really strong mm. connection to the land and to the place and to the people that we met. Um, there was a, there just was this kind of unity in heart already with the people that we were talking to. And which an was excitement. pretty cool. Yeah. Like they, yeah. They, everyone we spoke to was excited. Um, there was this huge need for um, walking alongside young people. Mm. Um, Townsville, especially the last two or three years, has had incredible amounts of youth crime. It's like in the top five cities in the world for um, per capita for youth crime. And, and there's just this huge need for, um, yeah, initiatives to encourage and give opportunity and unlock dreams for young people. Mm. And I think the other thing was we had received a number of prophetic words um to do with this move and we um wanted to I guess what we we spent some time putting all of those words in one document um and that was a really uh we felt like that was us kind of stewarding the words that God had given us and sitting in them and looking at all the themes through them and they started to really build up our why and why we were moving and also built our faith because I think you can receive things here and there but to put them all on one page and, and look at the way that God's been speaking to us um, I think was really important preparation and we needed that faith we needed that push um, as well when you know it we didn't leave Sydney in easy circumstances two weeks before we left I we had a miscarriage um, and you know it could have been really easy and completely reasonable to stay but we really felt like the Lord saying no um, there's a place of healing for you in Townsville I want you to heal there and um, just having all those words and that affirmation gave us the faith to, to make that move. And like the day before we left, I had someone good and wise tell me, man, take two months with your family, grieve, slow down. But, but we had this five-year journal of just in ridiculous moments, whether it was from a 14-year-old praying for us or a best friend or a group we met with or our, our family, um, just so many moments which didn't always make sense, but along the way they were just like little breadcrumbs towards where God was leading us. Mm. Um, and I mean, like we, 
we loved Sydney. We, we loved our friends and family there. We had incredible times. So it wasn't like we were always looking for when to go, um, but there, there was slowly that tension building that we loved where we were and what we had been a part of uh, in an incredible youth ministry and then families ministry um, there in, in Dural and then living in Glenhaven. We had a lovely home and... Um, but it all slowly built up towards this and, next step of faith. Mm, funny enough, um, the house, we actually house uh, sat a place um, when we first got to Townsville that God provided, and that's a whole nother story. But the lady said the word that the Lord had given to her for that house was Oasis. And um, basically that little house was an oasis of healing for both of us when we first got there and this house had a beautiful garden and that um in a funny way I actually really enjoyed looking after um <laughs> you, you it was never really, before. <laughs> no it was really challenging but you know even that like I just spent time looking after that garden and it was the perfect place to heal and it was the most you couldn't have picked a house that I would love more it was everything that I love in a house and God was just really kind to us and gave us that um that safe place for us just to to find our feet and to heal so yeah those are those were probably the main things but um Oh, the other, the other thing was we had a group of, I guess, um, spiritual mothers and fathers and, and close friends that we would meet with regularly before we made the move and we would pray and discern that with and their wisdom and their prayers were, um, were so helpful. And, um, yeah, I think it's really important as you make these big moves and those decisions to do it in community and to draw upon the wisdom and the discernment of people around you. So, yeah. That was another helpful thing that helped us prepare to make the move. That's so good, and it's so inspiring. And you know, even I've, I'm hearing this the you know twentieth sort of time um, being <laughs> so close to you guys, and it still gives me so much joy um, to hear it. But Andy, I'm going to ask you because you said perfectly that um, you know there was little breadcrumbs um, over the years prior prior to moving to Townsville, and you're you're a fully trained um, pastor, and you did your college at. Uh, college work at Morling. Did you have to change any of your study or any of your mindset um, in regards to for looking towards the future, or did you sort of stay the path and and see what happened from there? Um. Yeah, like I think we're meant to. You know, they always say we're meant to be lifelong learners, <laughs> and um, I guess to be fresh with God. And as when if God's real, we're meant to walk with Him. Like I never want to have a fixed path. Um, never want to know exactly what's next. I kind of want to like have open hands. I, I kind of want to serve really well what's in front of me, but also as I, I can zoom in, but then I zoom out to like, God, what are you doing in me? What are you doing in my family? And where, where are you leading us? So I'd constantly be like focused on the young people in front of me and my team um, there at Chicago Youth. Um, but then I would every month, probably every week zoom out and just check in with God, check in with journaling. Um, there was a whole bunch of things. Like if we ever do move to Queensland, you know, I was, I told my, I was very open with my church and my team and my mentors and leaders that this is where we thought we'd go probably in five years. And I think it ended up being about five and a half to six. Um, but yeah, along the way, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to transfer. I'm a Baptist pastor in New South Wales. Do I work for a church? How do I, do I become a missionary and raise money? There was all those things up in the air, but it was funny. I kind of, God just kept along that five-year journey of just like let go of the details and trust me. Um, and, and there was this, this absolute, I guess, purifying in mine and Emma's hearts that like Jesus was so clear that um, you need to lose your whole life mm -hmm. to, to fully gain it. And um, you don't fully have anything until you let it fully go. And so, like, we just kept having to lay down our lives and our family to whatever God may want to take us, um, even if it meant leaving everything and everyone we knew. Uh, and, and that was what happened. Um, and, like, I don't know, we would have, like, once or twice a year people come and share the same scriptures, something like in, in Hebrews or in Genesis where Abraham, like the father of faith, didn't know where he was going and where God wanted him to go, but he went. 
Um, and it was just like, it would always just grab my heart and be like, all right, we don't know where, we don't even know what city. Uh, we do know it's in North Queensland, we think. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, like he could have ended up throwing us down to Adelaide, South Australia. Um, yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. I think, um, so it, it, this, this story is, is so cool. And the reason I love it so much is because no matter what, um, stance you take in, in spirituality or Christianity or whatever, but there's so many obvious, uh, promptings and, and such a, a process. Um, it wasn't a rush decision. It wasn't just a snap decision to, to move to Townsville. There's so many promptings and, and movements and words and people speaking into your life. And I always love it because I always sit back and think and, and hearing it again that, um, you know, you have to, you take these promptings and you take these words quite seriously. And I don't think they're just coincidence. Um, and, and I'm going to get to a question here, but we see that, you know, these things are all starting to line up with Emma, the, with your visions and then Andy with your job and, and those types of things, you know, these aren't coincidences. And I think for anybody who, um, whether, you know, they have the Christian faith or not, I think you could see that the ducks were really, really lining up. And I yeah. suppose my question I lead into that and, um, Andy, I'll start with you is, you know, is have you come to Townsville and uh, everything's happy, Joe, lucky, like, or is there, you know, what are the, the challenges of, of this area? And, you know, have you just fitted in straight away into the community or what does, what does the first couple of months, year, 18 months look like for you in Townsville? Yeah, man. Cool. Um, yeah. Like it's a bit classic and I mean, the world and, Australia is in a roller coaster over time, um, but I guess there's a reason it's always used, but it certainly has felt like high to low to high to low. Um, and it's like learning. Definitely. It's just like really easy when you're on top of the mountain to, to celebrate um, and trust heaps harder in the Valley. Emma already mentioned like literally three, four days before you and me jetted off Um for us to yeah lose our second little girl um, through a miscarriage, like that, that threw us. Um, but then, yeah, we had these incredible, beautiful moments once we were up there um, where I remember starting the role in this school and it was like a challenging time. It felt lonely, but then there would be this deep time of like this excitement in the area, like the, the river that Emma had seen running through the city we'd live in was there and we could go and, and, and look at it. We could um, yeah, swim in the pool next to it. Um, we could go up Castle Hill Mountain. Um, we, we could explore this city. Um, and there was this like beautiful family time for Emma, me and Joey. Um, and then like school started within a couple of weeks. And before I knew it, I was surrounded by a hundred um prep to year seven eights at that point just some of the most like at the schools 95 percent aboriginal and islander kids and just some of the most joyful pure free fun kids that were your best friend within a day and and i was able to have emma and joey visit there we missed family we missed friends we missed having a team um i found it hard working in a new like school environment was different to church environment where i had worked um I got on really well with the staff. But I didn't know them that well. They didn't know me. Um, and, yeah, it was it was real jarring um, to be in this whole new place. So it was, like, tough. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, there were some lonely weekends. Um, there was some, like, I guess we, we never, I never really, yeah, what's amazing in all this, uh, I never questioned or wanted to go home. Um, and, and that yeah, to me, just points to something massively deeper. Um, yeah, so I think in amidst all the challenges, the whole journey while we've been here has also, in a way, felt quite effortless. Uh, God has just been opening the doors for us, uh, even starting the church. Community and family um, was just put before us. Uh, and it, We just have met the right people at the right time and it's just been quite incredible to see God lead us step by step and not have to think too far in the future but just um, keep following his voice and uh, yeah so that's that's just made the adventure really exciting. I suppose with the the challenges of of going to a new location you know 20 
five plus hours away um, to beautiful girls, but also, you know, being a mother and, and being a father and having to grow a family. But I suppose let's take the listeners into something really cool. So what, what about the stories and, and testimonies? You know, I, I've heard firsthand these things, but you know, what, what are some of the stories and, and, and testimonies or, you know, some of the really good things that you've had the, I suppose, the the, you know, the amazing thing to witness um, while you've been up there. So what's some of these stories? Andy, I'll start with you. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man, it, it really like a year and a half. It feels like five years. Um, like if I, I guess I was telling you how, you know, I didn't even really think I wanted to be a chaplain, but but the way God has used the school um, and the like the favour that, that God's helped us with, um, the connection like with the principal has just been amazing. Um, so, I mean, the school is on like four beautiful acres and it used to be a school of four, 500. So there's incredible space and opportunities there. And so from the day I walked in, cause I'd never visited the school, um, until we actually, you and me drove up. Um, but I just saw the school and was like, wow, this is like, this has opportunity. This like the school itself side note is on a, a real journey. It was about to close and, and got, um, yeah, restarted by Queensland Baptist um, Community, um, which is the Queensland Baptist Care. Um, and so it's been going for two and a half years under them and it, it caused an outcry in the community because it almost closed. So the school's on this journey of rebuilding and restoring its reputation. Um, so since I've been there, it's been amazing. Um, we've seen the school go from 80 to 140 students. Um, and that's a credit to the principal and, and the staff and, and just reconnecting with the community and, and rebuilding trust with um, yeah all the kids that we pick up, but yeah all the, the cool things that have happened there, um, like immediately the principal was being like anything you you want to do or think the community needs like go for it and so to on a Sunday or a Saturday or any time uh, the school has six seven eight buses that we can use for the families because transport's a huge one often for a lot of the um, families just to help them help out or they may not have a car. Um, but we've got the school grounds, the playground, um, the oval, two ovals, um, two indoor basketball courts, and, and just so much opportunity there. Um, one particular moment I thought of today um, was maybe in February, uh, we wanted to just pray for the school in the year. I think it was Emma's idea um, or sense. And look, I guess the first few families that we started just gathering on Sundays, we, we walked through the primary and the high school and just prayed over the land over the buildings, laid hands, we sung and, and just, just asked God to breathe through the school. Um, and then, you know, I showed up to work on Monday and the principal just was chatting to me and she's like, you'll never believe it, Andy. Um, and I didn't know at this point that she, she like had visions or was open to that side of God, but she's like, I had a vision. And I was like, what, where? She's like, well, I was at a, an appointment on Sunday afternoon and I, I had this vision. It was like I was at the school and I saw Jesus walking through the school, breathing through new life um, and, and healing. And, and, and there was, um, yeah, just the past was leaving the school and, and parts that were dark became light. And I was like, wow, <laughs> we on. So, and Emma, I suppose over to you now as well, you know, stories and, and testimonies. And I think just on that as well, Andy, I know I've just had a, a thought that I remember when I walked into that school as well, just seeing um, there just how how big it was and the vastness. And, and you know, even I met a couple of them, met the principal as well, and just seeing that. And I, I just remember looking at that and being like, yep, this is something, something big's going to happen here. So it's always so exciting. Um, to see that and Emma I know you've been a big part of that as well but I suppose personally for you Emma what's what's been you know one of the the cool things or the testimony or a story that that you have had while being in Townsville yeah um oh look there's there's been a few but you know one of the things is we were able to raise um twenty five thousand dollars um and uh we've just been able to use that in really cool ways um you know Andy's taken you know, a bunch of kids to the footy, um, the amount of food vouchers we've been able to give for people um, who are struggling, um, people who are moving house and just the blessings of what that's done in the community is massive. And um, what we're really experiencing now, and, and it feels like in our church family is that kind of acts for where all the believers shared what they have and shared their, their possessions 
connections and that picture of generosity for me is a huge testimony. Um, we've got one family at the moment who has five kids um, who's just welcomed um, another family into their home um, who, you know, they now have 14 people living in a four-bedroom home um, and they're all living together. Um, it's that kind of generosity that we're seeing in the church of people just making sure that no one is in need and that, that for me is just... Um, has been, you know, God has just been bringing people um, in and out of our path as well. Um, you know, there was one lady who we were asked to go and pray for in hospital, an Aboriginal lady, um, and she was suffering from uh, being tormented um, by demons and she also was very sick physically uh, so we prayed for her on a number of opportunities we saw a breakthrough in her health and the doctors were quite um, surprised at the the healing that she had received um, in different moments um, but as the weeks went by we basically were told that her health actually had taken a turn for the worst and when we found that out we were gathering as a church on Sunday and we basically decided to use that time to pray and, and intercede for her. As we were praying for her, the Lord uh, told us to pray specifically for her salvation. Personally, for me, that, that time of intercession was like nothing I've ever experienced before. It just felt like we were caught up in the presence of God and he was leading us with what to pray for. Uh, I had one moment where the Lord showed me in her hospital room that there were snakes all around him and he asked if I could stamp on the floor um, where I was uh, to, to remove the snakes and so if you know me that's I, I, I'm not an out I'm not very sounds out there, very so, much like you yeah, yeah so I was stamping around the room getting rid of these snakes but uh yeah it was just incredible and Basically, uh, that lady ended up passing away. But what we found out is uh, a family member of hers uh, had a vision and she saw this girl being taken uh, into heaven with Jesus, actually with her son um, who, had been, who had been murdered. Before she died, her family was in the room and this beautiful Aboriginal lady um, who we know quite well, she since the spirit uh, say to her that Jesus was coming down to take her spirit to be with him. And so she said to her, her family in boldness and faith, stand up because Jesus is coming and he's taking her to be with him. To see the salvation, they saw the salvation of this, this woman brought such uh, comfort and just um, that was just a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. Yeah, that's, that is awesome, I suppose. Now, you know, we, we, we've, we've hear these amazing stories. We, we see these things and there's, you know, from this, and I, I know that Andy, I've spoken to you many times about this and there's visions and dreams for the era, area, sorry. And you said, you mentioned a couple of times, you know, church, um, you know, the, the church or, you know, the, a group of people, I suppose, Andy, what's your vision and dream? I know this is a collective vision for both of you, but Andrew, I want to hear from you first. What's your vision and dream um, for the area or what sort of impact are you wanting to have in this Townsville region? Yeah, man. Um, Funny enough, like probably the like deepest part to the dream and it, it's, it's constantly unfolding, but it's almost like the, the more we press into it up here like, and I knew it was the main thing as we came in that it can't be about us. Um, it's really easy to get in the way of where you're headed or what God's doing or what he already has been doing in that place. So I guess the dream and the vision is to encourage and reopen, unlock the dreams of the people that are in front of us. Um, and so what's been stirring in our hearts and, and one practical, just straight up practical reason moving up here we didn't know where it would be as we've said um was to live closely to first nation families um to 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 people that were descendant from generations who'd lived on this land for sixty-five thousand plus years um this, this we were convinced there's something deep in the people that first dwelled on this land 
and there's still something that needs to heal um, in this in this people um, through friendship, through relationships of reconciliation, of love and and grace. Um, and so, yeah, like I guess to just like kind of simplify that is that like everyone has a dream, uh, everyone has desires. Some of us forget them or lose them or never have the opportunity to, to discover them or um, voice them. And and I think that's particularly what has been was was stolen um, through, I guess, to sum it up, colonization, stolen generation, um, but still things that are happening in, in Australia. Um, something's been stolen from the people that were first here. Um, and I guess, yeah, our, our, our deepest desire and dream is to just be able to encourage, especially the next generation coming through, the young people in the school, their parents and their families, um, to begin to yeah, be a part of helping Australia ahead. I mean, the, the, the NAIDOC theme this year is so, so prophetic and, and really is every year, but to heal country. Um, and for, for, for them, country is not just the land. Country is everything. Country is culture. It's family. Um, it's places. It's animals. It's nature. It's the stars, moon, sun, water, everything. I kind of just want to be That's a part really of what's well been happening. Mm. Yeah, oh, it's so brilliantly put. And um, Emma, I'm obviously really keen to hear, I suppose now from for your visions and, and, and dreams um, um, for the area as well. Yeah, um, I think for us, another one of our dreams is to explore a new wineskin of church and um, explore doing church in a different way and uh, one of we I remember we received a word about uh, um, kind of we had all this farmland and soil in front of us and it was the local uh, indigenous people who were giving us tools that we had never used before um, um, that those were kind of keys and things to unlock um, how this new wineskin of church would look um, but that we believe that one of our convictions is that uh, as we journey and walk with Aboriginal people, um, they will be showing and teaching us another way of actually doing church as well. And um, one of the, the ways that we've kind of um, gone about our church is we just believe it needs to be built from relationship and for relationship and, and as family. And um, we you know, what God's doing at the moment is he has just drawn families one by one out of the blue who have this incredible unity of heart and mind to us. And he's teaching first what it is to do family in the kingdom. Um, and we believe that others are going to be drawn into that. And that's what church looks looks like for us. Um, it's very uh, unstructured. We haven't even given a sermon <laughs> yet, which is awesome. It's, <laughs> which is a lot less work on our end. I think in like Australia, like for a lot of people, church is a bit of a dirty word. Um, it has bad association. Um, and, and for us, yeah, that part of that wineskin is to like, if we, you've got to have a new wineskin to pour new wine in and we're trying to discover that new wine with a multicultural family. And it's not a Sunday. It's not a building. It's not a program. It's not a course, but it's a way of life. It's yeah. generosity. It's like deep. It can interrupt any moment, um, but has rest and has boundaries and, and, and it's beautiful. And we're just exploring that. And I, I think within that, you know, like a Sunday for us is, it's been beautiful to just raise up everyone's voices um, as we get together. So we just have a yarn and we chat about what God's put on, put on our hearts. And um, you can just see like, we're all just teaching. Like we see, we interpret the gospel all very differently to have that sense of unity. Um, despite that is quite, profound is um and yeah so just to experience that is is beautiful and we have so many children like families up here average like six or seven kids per family <laughs> and we do not have a kids ministry um so uh and we have felt the lord not that there's anything wrong with that but he's felt 
he we're having to unlearn a lot because there's things that we would just naturally gravitate towards because of how we've done church in the past and the lord just keeps saying no surrender that let it go if there's something different i'm showing you to do so we don't know exactly what that all looks like but we're just taking it step by step that's so cool we'll, we'll get to get to see that i think that was an amazing story but you know the best part of that story was that emma bollum just said have a yarn I think yeah. that, that in itself, me knowing Emma Bollum for a long time, I don't think I've ever worked, heard such Townsville-based have a yarn words come out of her mouth ever. I love that. That English background have a yarn. Yeah, have a, doesn't quite... have a yarn. Oh, it's too good. All right, one final question before I let you go. Um, and, you know, it's probably a bit of a, a poignant question. And, and I will admit that I've learnt a lot um, from you guys in the sense of education in regards to, um, First Nation, uh, Indigenous people, um, and it's a journey that I'm continually on um, because, you know, the three of us, you know, came from the Hills District, affluent area, yeah. uh, zero, I'm going to say, Indigenous or First Nation people that we were aware of. So what as a, a white Australian man myself who is, you know, relatively uneducated, I'm going to say, in this area, become educated and learn more about their culture. What, what, what would be the advice from, from you two being in Townsville and working in a school um, with high levels of Indigenous kids? Now, what, what would be your opinion on that? And what, what could we do as um, me sitting here in, in Freshwater Beach, Manly? Um, I think, you know, for me, I almost felt a little bit intimidated when I first moved up here because I felt I felt really culturally unaware and uh, just like I didn't um, know when we feel intimidated in that way, we kind of just don't, we don't pursue it any further or we just kind of push it aside. Um, but uh, for me, one of the things um, that's been really big is just to, to watch and to read things that then stir your heart. And, you know, I'm reading a book called um, one blood at the moment and that looks at um you know the the history of christianity for aboriginal people um i love it because it's got a really amazing lens of hope but it also shows you the stark realities of what they've been through um and we we need i need to understand that i need to understand that you know um just the history of that and for me, that's, that's been really helpful. And actually, you know, they say that every Christian in Australia should read that book because it's, it's just, it's big and they've got a long way to go, but it's, um yeah, that's just been really helpful for me. And I think just more than anything, as, as much as possible, it, it's friendship. And I've learned the most just from the beautiful people that I've walked with and just sitting and doing life with them and, um, chatting and just seeing and learning um, the way that they view the world and how that's different and, and, you know, learning in that way. So, yeah, for me, that's probably been the, the main two things that have helped me. Yeah, we're totally both on a, like, it's, all, it's always a journey and I think it always will be because we, we weren't taught this stuff in school. We weren't shown the history of Australia. Um, the true history and so I think everyone has to start there like we have to stir the heart um, to hear about the truth what what did happen um, in the yeah like 300 years ago um, and, and and onwards and what is still happening today um, but I found this like real hard even particularly five six years ago and, and picked up little tips along the way and they slowly helped but the best thing I could say would be I guess it's like anything, like if you're on Instagram or Facebook, you've got to follow a few um, key pages or groups and, and that way it, it'll stay on your like weekly radar, um, different dates to celebrate different weeks of the year, whether it's Marbo Day or the, the two biggest weeks of the year, I guess as a starting point is National Reconciliation Week and NAIDOC Day and NAIDOC Week. Um, and if, if you can go to events and begin to hear and see how culture is expressed and hang out with people, get to know people there. 
Um, and I began to do that before we came up. We, we did that and went to places, took our kids, ate the food, watched, just, to, just was, we showed up. You just got to show up. Um, that really helps. And then it's really like, if you want to play a sport, you've got to join a sporting club. Um, you kind of got to go and find um, places where you, you can connect, serve, volunteer, or help um, at different organizations, PCYCs, um, or programs. But it, it takes work. It, ta- it does take time, depending where you live. Uh, Townsville is a unique city. It's 15% um, First Nation people. Whereas, you know, um, other places, uh, you, Australia is only 2%. Um, so, yeah, it, it is tricky. But um, where, wherever you are, I guess it's learning the truth, stirring the heart, and then it's trying to find people, connections and places where you can develop friendship and listen and just listen and, and see what is the cry of people in 2021 that are from uh, Aboriginal Islander families and, and, and seeing how you can encourage and be a part of their dreams and their future. That's awesome. I think that's really poignant and really helpful as well. And it brings us to the, to the end of our time. And I actually just really want to thank you both for, for coming on. Uh, it was an absolute no brainer for me when uh, this creative spark, uh, as they have called it, um, came to mind that um, your story is one that I do share with friends uh, quite frequently. And I do have a lot of friends who ask how, how you guys are going quite often, I suppose. It, it, what, what can we do to support you guys? Is there, is there a way we can follow your progress or, or what you're doing? Because, um, yeah, obviously some people will be really moved by this and would love to support you. Oh, bro, it's such a, a yeah, it's joy just to chat and, and be out of to share and connect our story again together and, and with you, bro. Um, oh man, like straight up, I guess, like the, the money we received this year was such a blessing. Um, and, and we've got plenty more dreams to be out to eventually staff other local people. Um, but even just to be able to use that resource to, to bless the school and local families, um, financial support would be amazing at that real grassroots level at the moment and, and, and a fairly low profile. So probably just good old email, um, <laughs> or if you know us, just write to us or, add us or follow us um but yeah probably just the bollum family at gmail.com and we can add you to our newsletter and then the newsletter will kind of share every few months what's going on but there's yeah the details on how to financially give um or we're always looking for people to pray or intercede for us um because we certainly sometimes get a bit of pushback and some some attacks as a family for what Mm. we're doing uh, that is awesome. And, and again, it, it's been a real joy uh, to sit back and listen. And I'm so glad that we're going to be able to get this story um, out to uh, a lot of other people as well. Because I know I've, I've personally loved going on the journey with you from, from driving to Townsville to seeing the, the highs and the lows and, and talking to you guys. It's been a real joy. Um, so thank you so much for, for coming on the High People podcast. I hope you enjoyed the chance to reflect. And um, yeah, we really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you for having us. It was great. Thank you, high people.